sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Christmas is so important that it is one of only two holy days that not only get a season, but also an octave. Eight days of intense celebration. But what is an octave? Who cares about octaves? And what's special about the Christmas octave? Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the Christmas octave, we want you, well, we're already in it, actually. But before we talk about the Christmas octave, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So, if you've got questions about today, today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do it is by email, and the address is bishop at, no, that's not true, ignition at sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org. No, bishop at sfcatholic is not bishop That, that does not exist. That's not, so. <laughs> it's not real. The communications department doesn't want, well, they, no. you wouldn't get the emails because no. they won't come through. It would through. go nowhere. <laughs> so who is this voice or this face, depending how you're yeah. how you're consuming this episode of Ignition yeah. uh, that, that I see and hear? I am Chris's lovely co-host. Sidekick? Can I say that? Sidekick? Sidekick. Ooh. Sidecar. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm driving the motorcycle. You're I'm in the sidecar. Like, What's going screaming. on? Yes, screaming. most of the time. <laughs> I am Renee Kranz. Um, I am the interim director for communications for the diocese. I am married to Ryan uh, for 18 years. Um, let's see. I'll tell you some different things in case you've heard us before. Yeah, I don't want to hear about um, commutes today. Okay, fine. Um, uh, Ryan is an architect. Oh yeah. Uh, we are both from Watertown originally, up in the northeast part of the state. Um, we have a cat. Woo! Thanks for sharing, <laughs> Renee. It's good to have you on Ignition today. Uh, if you've never tuned in before, it's- I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, the director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, been in that role since 2002. Been in the role of husband since 1999. To Jermaine, she's from Ohio. I'm from Central Minnesota. But all five of our Great kids are born and raised here in eastern Sioux Falls. Well, eastern South Dakota, sunny Sioux Falls, South Dakota. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Renee. Merry Christmas. How, how was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas was awesome, as yeah. always. Uh, yeah. I yeah. have no idea what the weather was like yeah, yet. but it was, There was weather <laughs> on Christmas. So we're recording a little bit before um, because I don't think either of us are in the op- office today. No. No. So... Um, what I thought we'd talk about today, do, do you know, actually, we're, we're going to kind of, we're not blowing up the script. Okay. But we're going to have a real conversation for once on a As opposed to the this usual when we scripted. don't. Hi, my name is Chris. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't do that. <laughs> do you know anything about octaves? In, in the, in, not in music, not in music, well, maybe you don't in music either, but with regard to, um, church um uh, probably only a very surface knowing as most people do that that there's some days after easter and there's some days after christmas that are called octaves um how many well you said at the beginning eight so i'm gonna go with you, that you were listening i was listening one of the two but but which reflects actually does reflect the musical right i don't like i don't know if you i believe so yes or played an instrument but i played the drums <laughs> you don't know anything about <laughs> <laughs> octaves then Right? Oh, I know how to read music. Right? Do. 
No, I know how to read music. I sang in choir and stuff like that. I know how to read music. So there's eight notes in an octave, right? So an octave in terms of days is eight days long. Do you have something else you want to say? Because I I was going to tell Bill we need to start over because he's irritating me. (laughs) (laughs) He keeps looking over like, what? (laughs) Okay. So Christmas, as I said at the open, is one of only two technically solemnities, um, two of the high feast days in the year that have octaves. There There are actually... What do you think the three? Let's let's try to go in order here. Okay. You guess there are three of the most important holy days in the church year. What do you think the three most important holy days are? Uh, I would think they are the Immaculate Conception, Christmas, okay. and Easter. Okay, close. Ish. But no cigar. But no cigar. I got two out of the three right. So Easter, and actually, really, it's the Triduum, which starts Holy right. Thursday. Um, but Thursday and Friday, Holy Thursday and Good Friday are not but, Holy but Days they of Obligation. Kind of, they're not, no, correct, but they're right. kind of all one great yes. Yes. solemnity, kind of. So Easter, Christmas, and then third, actually, is Pentecost. Oh, of course. The Holy Spirit's not too sure. happy with you right now. I'm He's sorry. Like, really? You forgot about me. I was thinking about Jesus's home for right. nine oh, that's, months. Yeah, that's, there we go. that's what I was that's, thinking that's, about. That's nice. <laughs> um, actually, in our in our country, the Immaculate Conception. We talked. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Is the paternal feast? That's why, as we discussed back on the seventh of December, um, that's why it's always obligatory, right? No matter when right. it falls. Okay. So those are the three highest in that order, Easter, Christmas, and the Pentecost. Pentecost, interestingly, up until Vatican II, had also had an octave. Oh. But part of the liturgical reforms afterwards, mm-hmm. it went away. Why? Uh, I, no. I, I don't know. I found something Chris doesn't I, know. I, I would love for it to come <laughs> back, to be honest. I think yeah. a lot of people would, because like, it is the third greatest. Because yeah. um, right now, Pentecost just kind of comes and goes. Exactly. Right? It ends Easter, yeah. Easter, Easter season, and the next day is ordinary time. Right. Um, we're going to have ordinariness, actually, uh, next week. But Ooh. stay tuned for that. Okay. So, so Christmas and Easter have an octave. An octave uh, in church parlance means that Starting with the day of the feast, that plus the next seven days. So for those eight days, that quote unquote feast, solemnity technically, um, is so important that we're going to spend eight days celebrating it. Mm -hmm. Now, the Christmas and Easter octaves are a little bit different. Um, The Easter octave basically pushes everything out of the way. So all their feast days that might oh, fall on March or April, whatever. Like Saints feast days and yeah, stuff like that? Okay. Days. Yeah. So if they fall um, on during the, well, Holy Week or Easter week, but mm-hmm. the, the Easter octave, they're not celebrated. Okay. Um, they, they, yeah, they're, they're trumped by um, the Easter octave. That's not the case with the Christmas octave. The Christmas octave has feast saints feast days that are proper to it. And we're going to talk about them, uh, in a little bit. So it's, so it's not just because Easter is always at a different time, no. but Christmas is stays, is static. Stays the same. No, correct. Okay. It's, it's because, so Easter is the highest feast. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, um, it's octave trumps all okay. other feasts because okay. it's the highest. Christmas is second highest, but it, it retains some feasts as part of its okay. octave. Um, so because, because, but in both cases, in both cases, uh, we see the Gloria is sun, sung and the creed is, is recited at every mass in the octave. Okay. 
That's even the weekday. Ma- yes. Oh, okay. Because, um, because of its importance. Okay. okay. Uh, questions at this point. Anything? Not that I can think. Okay. Of. Why do we care? Why do we care? <laughs> I'm going to turn that around on you. Fine. Please fine, tell me. Fair. I don't so, know. So, um, if we're going to enter into, well, we should enter into the full joy of Christmas. Mm-hmm. We should fully celebrate Christmas. And so by understanding some of these legal um, liturgical minutiae, we understand more about what Christmas is. And kind of my mantra lately, the more you understand, yes. the, more the more you can love or do something better. So you're saying we shouldn't tear open the presents and then throw the tree out the front door and be done. Please no. <laughs> okay, good. Now, now, I understand if the needles are falling off, if you've got a real tree and it's, <laughs> it's about to start since fire. Thanksgiving and <laughs> right. The Christmas season lasts until the baptism of the Lord, right. which is the second, second, usually the second Sunday of January. Right. Um, there's the, that's the Christmas season. Then you've got the 12 days of Christmas, which take us up to traditionally Epiphany. Right. Why are you looking at the notes? I, I didn't, I don't know. So Trying there's to see the where season, you're going. <laughs> there's the season, there's the 12 days, which lead us to... When do they start? Christmas Day? Uh, yeah. Okay. And it goes up until um, the traditional date of Epiphany, uh, January 6th. But w- but then we have the octave. And I think the octave gets lost. So what I'm saying is if, if we're going to take, take the feast, uh, sorry, well... Take Christmas as seriously as we are invited to by the mm-hmm. church. It's important to understand that Christmas not only has a season or 12 days, but actually has its own octave or right. eight days as right. well. Okay. okay. Yep. Okay. So uh, what I want to do is just walk through the octave just a little, little bit. Um, some of the details. So the day after Christmas, see, now this is, this is see, because you have the notes. You, do you know what the feast, what saint we celebrate the day after Christmas? The day after Christmas? Yes. No. I should because I've looked at it on the calendar about a million times so, for topics for Saint, stuff. <laughs> right. It's St. Stephen. Oh, that's right. Who's St. Stephen? Is Stephen the martyr? The day after we celebrate the birth of the little baby Jesus, yeah. we celebrate the stoning yeah. of St. Stephen. The apostle, right? What? Oh, was he an apostle uh, or apostle. a disciple? Deacon. 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 Oh, right, right. Okay. W- the, Why? Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, you would think that would oh, be like St. Nicholas oh, the day after. Yeah. Stoning. And, <laughs> uh, but before we get into on 27th, the 27th of December, any idea whose feast day we celebrate then? No. St. John. Okay. The apostle and the evangelist. Okay. What happened to St. John? He was not martyred. But he was... Uh Exiled. Oh, sure. Okay. So he suffered persecution. He suffered persecution, but he was not, you're right. He wasn't martyred. Right. December twenty eighth. Mm. What feast day? No idea. Mm-mm. The Holy Innocents. Oh, I know that. One. Well, who are they? They are um, me. Uh, myself. No, like I. things like uh, babies who uh, died in miscarriage, abortion. Uh, more specifically, actually. is it more specific? Because yeah. that's all thrown into that. I know it often. Yes, yes. It usually is. Okay, so now I now I don't know. All those two two year old or younger baby boys who were killed by Herod. Oh. In Bethlehem. Okay. 
So then they just kind of include uh, that has become other people expanded that sort of becomes as it. Okay. Yeah. So sort of how uh, St. Luke's feast day is traditionally the, the day where we celebrate um, uh, doctors. Mm-hmm. He's a patron of, of physicians. Mm-hmm. St. Luke's day becomes a day for that. Well, the feast of the Holy, Holy Innocence is about okay. those two year old boys in Bethlehem. Sure. When Jesus was born, but it's kind of, they become innocent some... patrons for yeah. those others. Okay. 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 <clears throat> so, who again? 26th, 27th, 28th. So St. Stephen, St. Yeah. John, and yeah. the Holy Innocents. So what do they all have in common? Uh, I don't know. They all um, were persecuted For the in faith. bearing witness to Jesus Christ. Sure. okay. In some way. Mm-hmm. In so, different, all di- well, different yes, ways. Yes, yes, yeah. in different ways. So Stephen uh, knowingly gave his life mm-hmm. for Jesus. John gave his life, but not to the point he, 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 death, he, he yeah. consciously gave, followed Jesus Christ. Um, he gave his life to Jesus, but not to the point of death. Mm-hmm. The Holy Innocents gave their lives to the point of death, but not consciously. Right. So you sort of have the pro. So the first day after Christmas, we get the prototypical martyr, the, 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 the person, the man in this case, who knowingly and willingly gave his life for Jesus Christ. But in the next two days, we see two other men, uh, not two other, well, another man, and then a whole group of boys mm-hmm. who in different ways bear witness to Jesus Christ. So so even though it's, it seems like, well, that's kind of a Debbie Donner way to follow up Christmas, <laughs> right. it's all about bearing witness to Jesus, who himself, of course, would ultimately die, not as a martyr, but for salvation of the world. Why right. isn't Jesus a martyr? Um, because he... Do you know? I was going to say because he gave himself up willingly, but that's what martyrs do yep. usually. So uh, I don't a know. A martyr is one who bears witness to Jesus. Oh, well, and Jesus was Jesus. Jesus so. is Jesus, so he doesn't really... <laughs> Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, so that's the first three days after Christmas. Okay. If you're just tuning in, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald visiting today with... Renee Kranz. The best. Do you have to think about that? Like, do you have to consult it's your like notes? like you have a dramatic name, pause. Who am I? Oh, Renee. Oh, <laughs> the dramatic, is that what that was? Uh, you snoozed there for a half second, I think. No. Uh, and we are visiting today on Ignition about the Christmas octave, which we are, if you're listening to this when it's airing on the radio, we're in the middle of the octave. Mm-hmm. Today is the 28th of December, which we just discussed, Renee, is... The Holy Innocence. The Feast of the Holy Innocence. Right. So... Um, so, uh, the 29th and 30th. Now, again, this is, this is, there's a Sunday that falls in here mm-hmm. typically, not always, but typically we're not talking about that Sunday though. Right. So the 29th and 30th are just days within the octave. The 31st has an optional memorial. This always, I actually, I, I, I like, I'm going to look this up before ignition today. Cause, um, I'm not going to quiz you. Okay, you, good. You, <laughs> so you start looking at my calendar and all kinds of stuff. Because the 31st, <laughs> most of us for Mass are thinking about the, the octave day, the eighth day, which is the solemn, so New Year's Day, the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. Right. Okay? And so if we're going to go to Mass that day, we're probably going to Mass that night for the anticipatory Mass, the vigil Mass for the solemnity. But you could go to Mass in the morning if your parish offers a, a daily Mass for the 31st of December. And if you do that, you will celebrate the feast of... Dramatic pause? 
St. Sylvester I. And who is he? Pope um, at the time that Christianity was legalized in the Roman Empire. Ah, okay. He, he, um, lucky him, <laughs> initiated. He, so he became Pope, I think, around 314, which was just after the year 313, 314 is, is when, um, Constantine legalized Christianity. Okay. So persecutions stopped. Uh-huh. Uh, and and uh, Sylvester, right around that time, becomes Pope, and he commissions the building of the Pope's Cathedral, actually, in Rome, which is not St. Peter's. Okay. It's St. John Lateran. Oh, right. So it was uh, a, a building that was already there that Constantine gave to the church. So, so Pope Sylvester I makes this his cathedral. In okay. Rome, uh, Holy Cross of Jerusalem is another church they commissioned. So he's Pope then. Now, why do you suppose? Why would the church put somebody's feast day on the morning of December thirty first? Like, who's really paying attention? People are getting ready for New Year's. Maybe that's why they put him there because no, maybe that's why no one knows who he is. He was buried that day. Oh, don't they usually have? Saints feast days, the day they died. Die, or and he may. Have, he, we don't know for certain that he he, he probably died probably that day. Well, yeah. But he he died either that day or around the. But he, it, the lists we have show that he was buried on okay. the thirty first. Okay. At that time, there was much by. Well, there was some embalming, but they, they didn't, didn't wait it. Like, they didn't wait a week to wait. have a funeral. Exactly. No, they <laughs> so he may may very well have died that day as well. Okay. Um. So that's the. Those are the feast days In on the, the octave. octave. Okay. Okay, so um, this is what, who we're celebrating. But again, there there are certain things that happen are happening every day, like the creed uh, mm-hmm. being proclaimed, like the Gloria being proclaimed, all as, of as ways in which we are invited by the church to celebrate the feast of Christmas, but to prolong it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, the, another little detail that you'll see um, throughout. The octave of Christmas during the Eucharistic, Eucharistic prayer, it talks on Christmas in the Eucharistic prayer. There's a little adjustment where it talks about how on this day mm-hmm. it talks about the incarnation. Well, throughout the octave, that same adjustment is made to talk about today, okay, the today or that day, sure, being the day that Jesus uh, his. It's one of those little spots in the Eucharistic prayers where it has a parentheses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but the, the, the point there is, um, I, I want to be clear, by the way, um, Creed, Gloria for sure, maybe not the Creed. I, that's the thing I was, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But Gloria okay. for sure. So a little way of showing that we're today for the church in the octave, just as within Easter, if you pay the same thing, today, the resurrection of the Lord, today he was born. So the day of Christmas for the church is prolonged mm-hmm. liturgically for eight days. After the eight days are over, we're still celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're still celebrating after that, even the Christmas season for a little bit longer. But we are not uh, at that point. We are no longer talking about today being the day or that day on which he was born. Does that Yeah. And they, they like leave the Advent wreath and stuff out too. Is that right? Uh, I can't remember. That's a good Maybe question. Maybe they don't. Because I don't think the Advent wreath is left out. No, the Advent wreath is not okay. left out. You 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 made me pause and think there. Bill's looking over at us again. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he says no, no he, Advent wreath. He, he's not dummies. On the show. Was he? Was he? <laughs> so, the octave of Christmas. 
once again, your guess why. Why does the why, so? Why do we have octaves at all? Do you think? No, in light of everything we've been talking about. Well, to draw attention to and make more special that day. <laughs> special how I end that statement with a question mark. Question mark. I, yeah, I was just gonna say that was a, that day. That's my best guess. So even though you and I, because we don't really, um, even though like individual families, we may not celebrate it this way. We are the church in her liturgy does, and she invites us to mm-hmm. prolong the Easter Christmas. Well, and Easter, the Christmas celebration beyond the day. Okay. So again, most people think of the 12 days of Christmas, if I'm going to do it, but they're really the octave has primacy. Okay. So we are invited by the church to allow, to live the, the Christmas mystery Throughout the entire season, throughout the 12 days, but especially in those eight days from, so, go ahead. So could you like torture your children and just give them a present each day for the next eight days? You know days? what's funny? Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, neighbors, they got a gift. I think they got multiple gifts on Christmas, but then they also got a gift every day. And actually for the 12 days. For the 12 days. For the 12 days. I don't know if that'd really be torture. That'd be kind of great for most kids. Yeah, They'd be like, yeah. yes. And actually I've got a sister-in-law. Well, technically she's my brother-in-law's husband, wife. Uh, I've got a sister-in-law who's from Spain. And in Spain, it's actually um, Epiphany when they celebrate the given of gifts. Do you know why, actually, real quick? Because the wise men brought the gifts. Exactly. That makes more sense. It does. It does. Hmm. Uh, another little fun fact, Holy Innocence, why two-year-old boys? Because it was uh, about two years when the after Jesus was born when the Magi, Magi came. What? So Herod's like, two years? Two years. So... Did it come and see Jesus when he was newborn? No, your nativity set is lying to you. <gasps> what? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That terrible. And that's how people think that. We we we, we mash them all together. Yeah. But yeah, in fact, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. So Joseph and Mary would have found a home right. in Bethlehem. They after Jesus was born, where, by the way? Didn't you just say Bethlehem? <laughs> yeah, but where? Oh, in a stable. Where? Somewhere. What's a stable? Uh, it's like a barn. Yeah. So where in the stable was, was he laid? In a manger. Which is a what? Uh, feeding trough, basically. Yes. <laughs> I'm a farm girl. Come on. What? what, what why? I, I, remember, we're still like, in the it's not like Christmas we call them mangers. So we're still in the Christmas <laughs> octave. So it's fine because we, so we still have the the nativity scenes up. He's laid in I a manger. Why is that significant? Because he is the bread of life. <sighs> We've talked about this before, yeah, I think. I think we have too. Yeah. So, so I can't take credit for that, anyway. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so he is the bread of life. He nourishes you and me through the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So how fitting was it that his mother laid him in a feeding trough mm-hmm. when he was born? It was out of practicality. He's like, right. there's no crib here. Right. Anyway, so he was born. But then at some point, um, Jesus, Joseph and Mary, again, knowing Mary, Mary knew because she heard it from Gabriel. Joseph knew because he heard it from Mary that 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 Jesus was to be the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, where does the Messiah come from? Uh, the line of David is that where you're right? Going? And okay. David's home is where again? Bethlehem. So they assume. Well, we should probably we're, we we were living in Nazareth, but Jesus is supposed to come as the Messiah, come from Bethlehem. So presumably that's why we don't know for certain. Well, no, that was, that was for the census, wasn't it? Yeah, but why did they stay? Oh, well, who, for wants, two years? who wants to haul a baby back to Nazareth? 
I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But for two years, driving with your kids for like an hour. I mean, (laughs) no, it talks about when in Matthew when the angels come, the magi come. When the magi come, do they come to a manger? No, no. They come to a home, home. a house. So they stayed because they because they Mary at least knew he was the Messiah, and they so they stayed there. Okay, so they presume that. It's, we don't know that for sure, right? but that seems like a, that's a good plausible explanation sure. for why they ended up finding a home. Or maybe he was really fussy and had colic and stuff. <laughs> okay, but he's two. That lasts for, trust, it doesn't last that have you, long. Uh, okay. Yes, I don't I have, have kids, but the terrible no, I, twos, I mean, there's all kinds but, of reasons to not travel he, to Nazareth by foot he's not with a perfect, baby. perfect <laughs> though. Now, come on. See, now you're just he's committing still, all sorts of heresies. He's still fully human. So he doesn't cry? Would you? Okay, that's not good. <laughs> We talked about fully human last week. You, yeah. you should have asked that question then, but we've moved yes. on. Um, there's a lot we didn't talk about last week. Yeah. Did Jesus know he was God? Yes. Did he know when he was a baby? I have no idea what babies Could know when they're a baby. Could he speak when he was a baby? No. But he's God. But he's all, he had to okay. be a human. Good job. Good job. Um, <laughs> In other words, be quiet. <laughs> we're done. We're, you're done now. Stop <laughs> we're, Oh, uh, so we don't know for certain, but it's likely that that may have been why. But anyway, we're, we're told um, that the Magi came. It was not, as you said, to the manger. It was to the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and why? Tw- so we, J- Herod has boys two years of age and younger because that's how much later it had been. Right. right. He didn't know for certain. Right. Um, he just knew the star had been there for a certain amount right. or whatever, or yeah, however yeah. long the Magi said. Exactly. So we've got a, two minutes left. <laughs> I, I, okay. Why are we talking about all this again? Because it's Christmas, octave of Christmas. Who cares? Well, we should care. Why? Jesus was born and we want to celebrate it. Why? Well. <laughs> Actually, I'm about, Can we do so what? <laughs> oh, we're on with why this time. Um why for you, this is going to really make you think on your feet. Um, why for you, so we're recording this mm-hmm. beforehand. Mm-hmm. How might know? How might knowing this for you impact how you celebrate the octave this year? Mm. I could make cookies longer. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. We usually leave our lights up and stuff. And on and up through until the baptism. Yes. So you, so yeah. Chris, the Christmas season. Yeah. We were But what did. about the octave? Yeah. I, I, I need to find something to do during that time, so it, like to kind of mark it. Let I me guess. know what you figure out because I, I too, <laughs> like what, how, yeah. what's a way. So I guess maybe this is an invitation. So if, you, if when you're listening to this, we're already part way through. It's the 28th or later of, of uh, December as, as you listener are listening to this, but the remainder of this year's octave, or maybe, maybe you're an early planner. Think about next year's octave yeah. Christmas for next year. How can you, how can each of us, celebrate this. The church gives us this octave for a reason Mm -hmm. to enter deeply and intensely into the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe a good idea for all of us would be ask him. Maybe this is something Renee, you and I are talking about this before Mm -hmm. Christmas. Maybe we could pray about as Christmas gets closer for us, but for you listening, maybe this year or next year, Lord, how can I celebrate this season this octave rather, this octave more fully and live the Christian mystery, especially over these eight days more intensely. 
Sound mm-hmm. like a deal? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. All right. And that will wrap up, the, wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>